I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Good evening, everybody. This is Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Thanks for joining us. And you can join us every week either on WXTK 95.1 or WCRN 5.30 a.m. on Saturday evenings from 7 to 8 p.m. Or you can join us when we record these shows live. If you go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and you can sign up to be notified whenever we're going live. Then you can be a part of the discussion. We can answer your questions, and we can get to your calls and whatnot. So we'd love to have you join us. You can also go to WXTK's iHeart radio app there and click on it and listen along on the radio app. We're not quite everywhere that podcasts are offered, but that is coming soon to a city near you or soon to a website near you. So we will be officially a podcast, if you will, sooner rather than later. So that is in the works. So we're happy about that. We're also happy to have you, but Man, oh man, it's been a busy news week, especially as it relates to guns. We've had nonstop action. I mean, things are still very busy here at the shop, and we're still getting lots of guns and ammo in stock, which is great. It's good to see bulk ammo for the first time in I don't know how long. We're selling bulk ammo, so I think we just sold our last bulk uh, box of 223, 1,000-round box of 223, but we have 500-round cases of 308. We have 500-round boxes of 22, which is awesome. We have some 250-round cases of slugs and buckshot, and we also uh, have, what else did we get? Uh, We had some 7.62x39, so... We have some bulk in in stock, which is great to see that finally coming back around. And everybody's kind of excited and hopeful that the Remington plant coming online will free up some stock. So uh, Vista Group acquired Remington during their bankruptcy, and they're the company that owns Federal, CCI, Spear, and uh, who else? Federal, CCI, Spear, and Blazer which is CCI. So anyway, hopefully uh, now that they own Remington, we'll see a lot of ammo start to come on. But um, what I'd like to talk about briefly before we get to your questions is, uh, you know, we have a lot of news events that has happened politically in the last couple weeks um, with, you know, calls for packing of the Supreme Court, you know, adding another Uh, four justices to the Supreme Court, which would be amazingly horrific, if you ask me, to uh, rights in general, but gun rights specifically, uh, that would be a horrible precedent to set. Um, All of the fears that, you know, people were saying leading up to the election of what uh, the Biden administration could or would do 
are all starting to come to fruition at the same time. And it's just amazing to me that everybody was like, no, no, no. They're playing old clips of how he said it was a really bad idea and whatnot. But guess what? Now it's a good idea. So uh, also the elimination of the Electoral College has been floated out there, which would pretty much guarantee that New York and L.A. and, you know, a couple other counties would would basically decide every election. The most populous areas of our country would therefore be the um, you know, deciding factor in every election, which would be awful as well. Also, the executive order on ghost guns, um, an ATF document has just been leaked to the media and we knew it was coming. So based on everything that was talked about in the uh, election and afterwards, uh, and Joe Biden saying he has authority to ban certain things by executive order. So he gave, he put all the departments on order uh, and on notice that, you know, in 90 days, I want to be able to take action on this. So go ahead and redefine what a ghost gun is, redefine what, uh, you know, 80% lower is, redefine all the, uh, all the, everything that's, you know, known to be the, you know, the way it is, like you got polymer 80 and 80% lowers and people who manufacture their own guns, plus 3D printed guns, that's another thing. So they're basically saying, if you're going to make and construct your own gun, then you need to be an FFL. You need to be a federal firearms dealer um, and otherwise trying to ban the practice, which is just ridiculous, but unbelievable. Um, so we also have uh, Texas has become the latest concealed carry state, and that was really quick. Um, I got to say, the, the governor tweeted right after, I think it was Louisiana or Tennessee that had become number 19, Um Right after that, the governor tweeted and said, how is this not already a thing in Texas? And it was a good question. Um, and then within, I think, a month, guess what? They are. So that's an amazing <laughs> turnaround for something like that to go from tweet to law in like a month. So there it is. Um, that's a good thing. So we're at, I think, number 20 or 21 now of states that are constitutional carry. And I am old enough to remember uh, that I remember uh, when there was only one, and that was the state of Vermont. Vermont was the only constitutional carry state in the country. And everybody, you know, was like, oh, Vermont is like the poster child for lack of gun control and how good it works. Like it's one of the safest states in the country, still is. And unfortunately, uh, Vermont has kind of gone the way of Massachusetts lately and instituted assault weapons bans and gun, uh, you know, magazine restrictions and stuff in the last few years, which is really sad because that was the true situation of a, um, a solution in search of a problem. There was no problem to be solved out there through gun control, but they did it in, you know, political, the face of political pressure and whatnot. So that was sad, but, um, Go, go Texas. That's, that's great. And I, um, you know, the funny thing about Texas is from like 1871 until like five or six years ago, you couldn't carry a gun concealed in the state of Texas. Um, and everybody used to thump on the desk, Texas, Texas, freedom, freedom. And it's funny. They were like, uh, there was no concealed carry in that state. And then they passed concealed carry and even open carry. Uh, and now they are a 
permitless state altogether, they passed constitutional carry. And I would love to see that happen here in Massachusetts, although I'm not going to hold my breath. But um, Goal has introduced a bill, which I was reading about. Um, it's very good. And uh, it basically is saying, all right, if you're not going to go constitutional carry, which makes a lot of sense, then here is an alternative, which is make it lifetime uh, make your permit good for life, you know, LTC and FID card. So I would be all for that. So, all right, we'll be right back. Uh, listening to Rapid Fire, I'm Toby Leary. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Snap safe. Featuring a pry-resistant 3 inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. All right, welcome back. I'm Toby Leary, the host of Rapid Fire and co-owner of Cape Gunworks. If you haven't been to Cape Gunworks yet, come on down. We'd love to see you and introduce you to our shop and maybe uh, you could check out the range or take a class or just get familiar with us and uh, we'd love to get to know you a little better. So um, the good news is people are starting to come down from all around Massachusetts and even beyond. So that's pretty cool. We, like, we love all the mass residents out there coming down and making the trip. We're gonna make it worth your while. So um, we have a lot of good product. Uh, this segment is sponsored by SnapSafe, which is also, if you go on our website, uh, capegunworks.com and click on rapid fire we have a little review about the snap safe it's a hornaday company uh they're great economic uh storage containers for handguns to keep safe in the home so if you purchase a gun obviously being responsible with your firearm is paramount especially if you have unauthorized users in the in the house so people who don't have their license to carry or maybe underage kids you want to make sure you go ahead and lock those guns up and make sure that the access uh, is restricted to those who shouldn't have access to them and SnapSafe is a wonderful way to do that they are they make a keyed uh, box lock box they make a combination lock box they make a couple different sizes you can travel with them they're TSA approved and I just used one um, when I went down to Florida last month, so um, I used the SnapSafe uh, keyed lock box, and you go to makes it easier than you know some of the other ones when you're going through uh, checking your bags and uh, you got to declare the firearm and open it up and show them it's unloaded. So it's a very simple, nice, economical uh, case for under thirty bucks, and uh, they come with a cable that you can tether it to the seat or a piece of furniture in the house, so people can't just pick it up and walk away. It's a great little box from uh, SnapSafe, um, a Hornaday company, and we love to have them here on the show. And uh, it's by far our number one selling um, 
lockable case in the store. We sell them, sell tons of them. And so they're, they're really good. So check them out. Um, and uh, before the break, we were talking about some of the stuff that's been taking place here uh, with, you know, laws and executive orders and federally and on the state level. Uh, the day after Patriots Day, right? So Monday was Patriots Day, the celebration of the shot heard around the world. And maybe there's people listening that don't know what that day represented. People think it's, you know, uh, the day we have the Boston Marathon. Okay, yeah, well, it is. Do you know why it's the day that we have the Boston Marathon? Well, something happened on um, April 19th, 1775, and that was the uh, British colonialists uh, decided to come take the, uh, uh, take the guns from the colonists or the, you know, the the Patriots, if you want to call them that. That's why it's Patriots Day. But uh, the the peasants, the, the unwashed masses, if you will, uh, they weren't the gentlemen or the gentry or the, you know, they were the farmers. They were the factory or the, the millers and the, uh, the blacksmiths and the, uh, the woodwright, all the, you know, blue collar America. And they were the early uh, colonists, but... Uh, they couldn't suffer this rebellion that they felt was brewing and knowing that they had arms to defend themselves. So they sent the, uh, they sent the colonists to go round up the guns and uh, they were marching toward Lexington and then ultimately conquered. And the shot heard around the world was, you ain't taking our guns. Sorry, guys, that's not going to happen. And they mounted a, a defense and bunch of people died and they retreated and it was basically the shot that started the revolutionary war so if the shot that started the revolutionary war was gun confiscation wouldn't you think that those who know history would be less likely to repeat it nope that's not usually the case Unfortunately, most people don't understand history and are doomed to repeat it. And so the very next day on the 20th, on Beacon Hill, lawmakers all got together to introduce legislation to bar manufacturers from making weapons to, that are legal to sell in other states if they're not legal to sell in Massachusetts, except, of course, law enforcement and military. But... We're going to ban the manufacturer of AR-15s or AK-47s or guns that are not legal for sale here in Massachusetts. And they think, well, what we've done for the good people here of Massachusetts needs to be exported for every, to everybody in the rest of the country. And we're going to make sure that manufacturers who operate and employ the citizens of Massachusetts will either A, get up and move, which is the most likely to happen, or B, we're going to restrict their business, make sure they can't manufacture those, unless, of course, they're for law enforcement and military. So I find it interesting that some of the most um, left-leaning or whatever group you want to call them, liberal or whatever, you know, gun control group, all seems to have a uh, aversion to 
government or they say that government in the past has been corrupt and it's been racist and it's been, um, you know, uh, it hasn't had the people's best interest. So they want to make sure that that government continues to have the firepower necessary to oppress people whenever they want. But yet on the same breath, they want to make sure that you, the responsibly owned gun owner in America, is has your rights taken away or made your rights rest, you know restricted and make it harder. So anyway, that's my rant for this week's episode of Rapid Fire, which is crazy if you ask me. So basically they want to take a company like Smith & Wesson and say, hey, you can't manufacture weapons in Massachusetts that you can't sell in Massachusetts, which is ridiculous. This is exactly what New York did to Remington. Remington moved, you know, it was, was going to move and they ultimately went bankrupt. Um, but, you know, moving that plant, which had hundreds of years of history in Ilion, New York, and now that plant is sitting dormant. So um, same thing happened to Magpul when they were in Colorado and they restricted the magazine capacity. Magpul left pretty quick. Um, California uh, chased out Weatherby and uh, Weatherby ended up moving to a much uh, friendlier state to firearms. And there's going to be governors out there that have their head on straight that will roll the red carpet out for companies like Smith & Wesson. Are you kidding me? And think of all the hundreds of jobs that would be caught, that would be lost. And in a, in a, in an area like uh, Springfield, which that would be such a horrible thing to happen. And uh, to the, and not to mention, we got Troy in this state, we have other companies and we have a long, rich history of gun manufacturing, uh, Springfield Armory and, uh, you know, was, was here. There's a lots of other companies that were here, H&R and whatnot. So It'd be really sad to see them all go. But anyway, I'm going to get to some of your questions here. And uh, it's just tragic that no matter what, we have some of the most strict gun control legislation in the country here in Massachusetts. And that's not good enough. Lawmakers want to make it so that we restrict guns in other states. And that's not going to happen. You know, Texas isn't going to say, oh, darn, you know, I can't buy a Smith & Wesson AR because, you know what, we really shouldn't have them. That's not going to happen. Uh, there's plenty of other companies out there that manufacture AR-15s. You're not going to make anybody safer. And uh, anyway, uh, so, um, yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> we will, it, it won't happen. Let's put it that way. All right, let's get to some of your questions. Um, do we have a caller? Yeah. All right. Get, let them hold through the break because I don't want to cut them off. But um, so ghost gun legislation, packing the court, elimination of the electoral college. Uh, yeah, all that stuff is on the line. Um, and Massachusetts is going to chase good manufacturers out of the state, of which I am one, right? We manufacture weapons here in Massachusetts. And uh, we are a manufacturer. And it would be ridiculous to say we can't make guns for sale outside of this ridiculous state. But Bob wants to know uh, what my opinion is on 1 in 7 twist versus 1 in 8 twist chambered in 5.56. Five, and 5.56 five, or 223 question mark 16 inch barrel. Uh, Bob, I prefer a 16 inch 
223 Wild Chamber, spelled W-Y-L-D-E, or Wild, some people have said. But I actually like the 223 Wild in 1 and 8 twist. I think 1 and 8 is the sweet spot. The military uses a 1 and 7 twist because they shoot mostly 62 grain uh, ammo, which is a heavier bullet. So you need a faster twist rate to stabilize the heavier bullet. The most AR-15 manufacturers these days um, that make guns, well, I wouldn't say most, but a lot of them make a 1 and 9 twist, which is optimal for 55 grain, uh, a lighter bullet. And in my opinion, the 1 and 8 is kind of the sweet spot because it can shoot heavy grain uh, up to like you know, 77 grain razor core or, you know, the spear, um, you know, hollow point boat tail for extreme accuracy and whatnot. So the one in eight is sufficient for that, but it also shoots some of the lighter grain bullets, even down to like the 50 grain uh, hunting or varmint hunting ballistic tip stuff. So one in eight is my sweet spot. I, I really like the one in eight and I like the two, two, three willed chambering there's a lot of companies starting to make that um, pws uh, all the barrels we sell here the precision rifle barrels are all the 223 willed and the 223 willed chamber means it's match grade chamber in 223 or 556 that's what i like about it so if you have just a straight 223 remington barrel you cannot shoot 556 if you have 556 you can shoot either one but that's the one I prefer. So um, that's what I would do. And Nathan has a great question that we're going to answer on the other side of the break. And it is, how is it possible to get a Glock in this state? So we will answer that question on the other side. So stay tuned. Stay right there. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go to your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at facebook.com slash safe. Polarized, rugged, and extremely clear, Loophole Performance Eyewear filters out harsh light while dramatically reducing glare. Whether you're hiking through the backcountry, dialing in at the range, or navigating the daily grind, Leupold's crystal clear lenses will keep your eyes protected and your vision fresh all day long. Learn more about Leupold Performance Eyewear at Leupold.com.
May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. All right, welcome back. This is Toby. I'm owner of Cape Gunworks and the host of Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, the Second Amendment, self-defense, gear, and a bunch of other stuff that we want to talk about. And not to digress completely off the the point here, but I got uh, Sebastian on hold, so we're going to go ahead and patch him in, and he has a question, or he has a little statement he wants to talk about, and uh, I think it's pretty interesting what he what he's wants to talk about. I don't think it's going to change anything, but go ahead, Sebastian, you on with us? Hello, Toby. Yes. This is Sebast. I, I am so concerned about this, and I don't know how to get the word out. I've written to the Cape Cod Times. I've written to the Boston Globe. We need our armed forces to train and arm Afghani women. Otherwise, the Taliban are going to be going right in. In Kurdistan, they don't mess with the women warriors. Israeli women know how to be warriors. We need to do the same thing. It's time critical. We've got only this summer, the September 11th, 2021, we'll be leaving. The Taliban will go in. We know the only good Taliban is a dead one. And women will not have an opportunity for education. They'll be forced to wear burqas. They'll be slaves of the Taliban. Yeah, unfortunately, that's something that's not going to change. I mean, we fought a 20-year war there, right? And that isn't going to change. We're not going to be probably changing the hearts and minds of the Taliban and the uh, no, all those no, we're not. Uh, groups. But we can equip Afghani women to protect themselves. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, I think that like you pointed out, uh, Israel, uh, Israeli women are trained in the army and whatnot, and a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of them are armed and whatnot and have uh, good training. And like you said, they they aren't messed with. But um, you know, until it's a tough thing. I mean, I don't know that our military is going to actually do that, but uh, that would I'd be all for it. And um, and so you know, it'd be good if 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 we did. Uh, but I think it's uh, essential. I, it's it's critical, yeah. and it's time critical. We've only got this summer. Yeah. The fall, we're going to be out. Yeah. So we can, if we're going to help them, we've got to help them now. Once the Taliban get in and take over, we're not going to be able to go back in. We well, need to get the word out. Hopefully, the uh, hopefully those groups that um that have uh you know that are going to be uh hold on I got to hold you right there but uh hopefully those groups that are going to be left in charge will take defense of their country very serious and i agree with you 100 percent. i my prayers go out to the uh women in those oppressed countries that you know it's a very scary scary thing to be in but fortunate yeah thank you thanks for the call sebastian um so the the point that he raises is very valid and that is um if you live in an area like um let's just say United States, where you have every available asset at your disposal. You can take training classes. You can buy a gun for personal protection. You can carry a, uh, you know, a pepper spray or a, or a taser, or, or you can get trained in, you know, self-defense and how to use it. Take advantage of it. 
there's don't take it for granted you know there's people in this world that are definitely oppressed and and a lot of women are taken advantage of in these these places and it's really sad story but uh, hopefully you know we can you know equip them and help them out any way we can but uh, that's uh, an unfortunate thing but you know we're not also not the world's police force unfortunately uh, I would love to see American values imposed on the rest of the world, believe me. Uh, but I'd rather see it happen organically. Um, I'd like to see the f freedom, like hopefully they've got a taste of freedom in Afghanistan. And I'd love to see freedom, the individual uh, ruggedness and responsibility uh, kind of take root in the hearts and minds of people everywhere. But you got to remember, America is a 200 and something year old experiment. It never really happened anywhere else where you give the power to the people, they elect their government, and the government is supposed to be a representative of how the people feel. And when that doesn't happen, you vote them out. And you get someone in there who will represent how the people feel. That is a very unique and experimental form of government that hasn't happened in 6,000 years, really. There's been little glimmers of it you know even some greece and and some roman governments you know at one point had freedom and they lasted about 200 years you know um but i would i think it, it's a worthy cause to continue to fight for and i would love to see it organically grow in the hearts of people who yearn for it because you know it's deep down inside of everybody so thanks for the call um all right i teased out before the break nathan says how do i how do you get a glock in this state they're on the approved weapons roster. They are a one of the most popular guns in the country. They're never for sale in a gun store. What the heck gives, man? They're on the approved weapons roster. Glock has sent them out for testing. And the problem is the Attorney General's office has issued uh, regulation. They are Commonwealth of Mass Regulation, CMRs. And they basically list a bunch of features that a gun must have and a handgun must have a certain trigger pull or a certain grip size or a safety or a, a magazine disconnect and the different combinations of all this stuff um, is you know if it has this you don't need this if you need so there's a big labyrinth of stuff you have to meander through but one of the other things that it has to have is a loaded chamber indicator now i know this wasn't the question your question is how the heck do i get it but this is why you can't get it at a gun store so glock has an extractor based loaded chamber indicator just like hkvp9 does and some other um, gun manufacturers have but they will not call it a loaded chamber indicator so therefore we can't sell it because the Mass Attorney General's Office has issued this regulation, um, you know, the Commonwealth of Mass regulation that it must have an LCI. With all that being said, law enforcement is exempt from the Attorney General regulations. They know that her regulations are ridiculous, and so they were exempted out. A lot of police departments issue Glocks, and uh, so 65% of all police departments nationwide carry Glock and they are called a safe action pistol so they're very safe uh, guns and they're no different than a lot of the other guns that are for sale here in massachusetts so the only way to get a glock is to a buy it through private sale um, or b get a pre-ban 
Glock Gen 1 or Gen 2 Glock, which are very hard to come by. Those we can sell in the store. We had one yesterday, as a matter of fact. It came in in the morning and it was gone by afternoon. So um, it was a Gen 2 Glock 17 in really good shape. And it, you know, it went out. So it was made prior to the band date and it was in the state and we can sell it if it's made prior to that band date. So there you have it. So another way to get a Glock is in parts. This is the more common way. So Massachusetts doesn't recognize frames as firearms. So uh, we are we have an, a situation where we can actually do a frame transfer. Um, so people will buy frames and then have them shipped to us and we'll do a transfer of the frame. Then you kind of build it. We also have a new solution to that problem and that is um, Polymer 80. I think they feel the writing of the wall of this executive action. They have also manufactured frames, like they're legit serialized frames. They're, they're, they are a firearm in the ATF size. We have those in stock. We have a good supply of them, and they're basically a Glock 17 or 19 frame size, and you can build your gun around that. So, And in my opinion, I actually like their frames better than the Glock one. So you can get whatever slide you want. There's tons of aftermarket slide companies out there. You could source a Glock slide. And all that stuff is not a registered or, I mean, a, a serialized firearm. So all you need is the frame. You can come on into Gun, Cape Gunworks, and we have the frames in stock made by Polymer 80. And they're very good quality, and they're ready to go. You just do the background check on those frames. Or you can do the Polymer 80 version, which is you get an 80% lower, you finish it off yourself and then once it's all registered i mean manufactured once you made it into a gun you register it so those are the basically the ways to get glocks in massachusetts hopefully that clears it up i know it's clear as mud but anyway so there you have it and aaron is asking if the mossberg mc2c is mass compliant do we have any and also do we have the g3 compact by taurus we do not have any tauruses at the moment but uh, or the Mossberg MC2C, uh, but we do like that gun. It is mass compliant, so is the Taurus G3 Compact. I actually like that MC2C a lot better than the uh, MC1, and it's a great, great gun. Uh, Davey says he's working in New Hampshire, and the guys couldn't believe a pre pre-band Glock mag is a hundred bucks. What happened to mass? We started America. I know. So. Day after we celebrated American independence and the shot heard around the world, we got lawmakers on Beacon Hill trying to shut down manufacturers from making AR-15s in this state. It's unbelievable. Uh, Sonny's still waiting on his Taurus G3 Compact. Uh, we'll be getting them, I promise. We have a bunch on order. Uh, Nathan, if you're trying to get your hands on a Glock 23, you can just come in and get the Polymer 80 compact frame and build it right up so that's no problem the nice thing you can do is make it a nine millimeter or a 40 cal you can make it a glock 19 or a glock 23 so it'd be a good good way to go if you want the glock 22 get the glock 17 size frame so um and we'd love to sell you ammo for it and the parts and pieces and all that good stuff uh Brendan says he just got his fingerprints done at the local PD for mass. And how long do I think it'll be till he hears back? Probably two months, Brendan. That's what I'm hearing. I've heard as quick as a month and as long as three months. So two months is probably a good average. Uh, Aaron saying, yay, Texas, my home state. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> we'll turn blue waiting for that here. That's true. And uh, that's why I support that bill. 
that uh, passed, I mean, that goal introduced for making the LTC or the FID card um, a lifetime, you know, it, it shouldn't expire. If you haven't done anything to become a prohibited person, why does it need to expire? Why do every six years do I need to go down and be treated like a second class citizen? Not to mention, we all know that from what happened in Georgia, that if you require ID, it must be racist. So if it's racist to require an ID, what is it in this state where you require an ID, you're required to get a FID or an LTC, you're required to pay a fee, you're required to go to a class, you're required to subject yourself to a background check, fingerprint, photograph. I think that's beyond the pale of racist. I feel like I'm going into a Japanese internment camp every time I need to, uh, I'm registering for the, uh, the train ride to Auschwitz for crying out loud. It's unbelievable how, uh, you know, restrictive it is in this state. So there you have that. Um, now you know how I feel about the LTC situation in Massachusetts, which is broken, by the way, beyond all repair. Um, all right. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. This is the first focal plane Diamondback Tactical. At the intersection of precision and value, the Diamondback Tactical first focal plane rifle scopes deliver an impressive array of features and performance. The XD optical system and fully multi-coated lenses transmit a crisp, bright sight picture. The first focal plane, glass etched reticle, keeps subtensions accurate throughout the 4X zoom range. Exposed tactical turrets and a side parallax knob give shooters the tools needed for long distance precision shooting. The single piece 30mm tube is ruggedly built to withstand recoil and impacts. Strong O-ring seals and nitrogen purging guarantee waterproof and fogproof performance. Purpose built to extend your effective range and stretch your dollar, the Diamondback Tactical comes equipped with the features you need at an unbelievable price. And it's covered for life by the Vortex VIP warranty. All right, welcome back. This is Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary, your host, and join us every week here at Cape Gunworks. Go to capegunworks.com or WXDK 95.1 and now on WCRN 5.30 a.m. So hopefully we'll be expanding that tent soon, but we'd be glad to have you guys every week if you want to join us. And uh, uh, thanks to Vortex for that last segment. We're getting into the part of the show where we are going to tell you about our giveaway. So if last week's giveaway was a Dickinson Arms 12-gauge shotgun, so there's still time if you're listening live to go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire and register to win. Um, but this week we have a new giveaway, and it is a fabulous pair of Vortex binoculars. So we are going to give away some Vortex binoculars this week. So if you come into the store, we'll have a QR code on the counter. We'll also update the website. And uh, certainly by the time this airs, you'll be able to go to the website and register to win the Vortex binoculars. They're a great set of binoculars. They're awesome. They come with a nice uh, carry case that you can kind of put on, strap on your uh, chest for when you're hunting so that you can leave the binoculars in the case and not have to hold them or carry them or have the neck fatigue of a single strap they're more of a harness type of mount to your body and uh, you can quickly pull them out to to use them if you want to size up that buck or that turkey or you just want to sightsee 
So they're awesome. Or maybe you bring them to the bring them to the when when games get back in place in person and you can see from the nosebleed section at the stands. <laughs> but anyway, Vortex makes phenomenal optics and of course they'll be backed by the lifetime unconditional warranty and they'll be awesome. So you want to try and enter to win and uh, good luck. We'd love to see you win. So uh, we will be drawing uh, the winner of the shotgun after this show airs. Um, so we will be pulling that. So stay tuned if you're listening online. As soon as we're done on the air, we'll be pulling the drawing for that. So, um, or we could do it now. You want to do it now? We could do it now. I got Professor Claw over there looking at me funny. So uh, we could do it now if you pull it up. Can you do that? All right, we're going to do that. In the meantime, while he prepares that, um, let's say, let's see, uh, Jeff is saying basically the state is telling Smith and Wesson to leave and they are the biggest in the state, no doubt about it. Um, let's see, uh, Matt is saying police are great, don't get me wrong, but why can they buy ARs that aren't issued to them? Because not only are they exempt from the attorney general's regulations that makes it so we can't buy Glocks, but they are also exempt from the assault weapons ban. So they can have high capacity magazines. They can have AR-15s, AK-47s, any of the enumerated banned guns on the, uh, on the, uh, you know, from the 94 assault weapons ban. So they can continue to own them personally, not just in the, their official capacity or duty as a police officer, but they, and the attorney general's uh, frequently asked questions actually uses the wording, your rights as a law enforcement officer are still intact. I love that because what that infers is even though we've stripped the citizenry of their rights, your rights as an American citizen are still intact because you're a law enforcement office officer. And don't get me wrong, I support law enforcement. I we sell them all the time. I'm a Glock blue label dealer program here. We sell Glocks to police all the time. And I'm a huge supporter of the police, but I do believe that, um, we, we should, uh, also be able to buy the same exact thing that cops buy. Like what's the difference? Don't get, I don't get that. Responsible gun ownership is responsible gun ownership. All right. So we have a winner. Professor Claw has done his, uh, done his magic over there and uh scott romer is the winner of the shotgun so scott good job good luck and congratulations uh you have won that dickinson arms tactical commando shotgun it is a beautiful semi-automatic marine shotgun and uh you're the winner so we'll be in touch uh congratulations scott so there you have it and if you want to win this week, make sure you get in on the Vortex giveaway because we're going to be giving away those uh, those binoculars. So we'd love to announce your name next week. Um, let's see. Uh, Beretta moved out of this state for a reason. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, did you hear what happened in Worcester last night? Armed guy with body armor saying he had explosives, etc. cetera. Uh, do I think that it could impact gun laws in Massachusetts? Yeah, it'll probably make it so that you can't buy explosives anymore. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, we can't even buy firecrackers, right? So, uh, yeah, it, they'll probably use it for, for you know, more fodder against law-abiding gun ownership in this state, I'm sure. Um, yeah, 
Uh, what Glock is legal to buy from an FFL? Is it 94 and earlier? It's actually 98 and earlier, Matt. So any Gen 2 uh, Glocks are available for sale here in Massachusetts. So, all right, we'll be right back. And congratulations to Scott uh, in the giveaway for the uh, Vortex Optics, the binoculars, and sign up for a class. Hit your gun. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Snap safe. Featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. All right, welcome back. This is Toby Leary, owner of Cape Gunworks and host of Rapid Fire. Um, getting right into your questions. Uh, yeah, I answered that question, Bob, about uh, the Polymer 80 builds, so you can do those. Um, sometimes we do get the pre-band Glocks, so they do they do land in the store um, here and there. So uh, let's see, can Mass residents have a Hammerly TAC R122? Yes, absolutely. We've sold those several times, Andy, um, and uh, they are currently out of stock, but we do have them on order. Um, Let's see, uh, do we stock any Glock frames? I answered that with the Polymer 80s. And um, so, um, yeah, we can definitely do that. Uh, Hellcat waitlist, let's do it. I would do it, Matt. I got Hellcats in stock, so if you want to prepay for one or at least put some money down and hold it, I just don't know when you'll be able to pick it up. So <laughs> I'm sorry, but we could do that. Um, Billy's saying, what do I think of the Smith & Wesson 986 9mm 7 round revolver suite or nah? I think they're sweet. I love the 986. Um, it's a great gun. Uh, they're, they're awesome. I love the 9mm revolvers. They're, uh, if you're into revolvers, I think they're cool because, number one, the moon clip is a quick way to reload a revolver. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're pretty sweet. And then they also make an 8-shot. Uh, I think it's the 929 and uh, or 927 if I'm I can't remember which one but I think it's the 929 and that's an eight shot and they're sweet you can get them compensated compensated and uh, you know with a muzzle brake so they'd be fun for bowling pin shoots or you know to play Jerry Michalik on a Sunday afternoon so um, yeah I think they're very cool and they're mass compliant you can buy them in the state believe it or not they don't have that much to say about revolvers I guess um, let's see uh, why do why the need to get relicensed because Taxachusetts no money yeah you're right and in, in case you guys haven't been following along this year they're gonna double the cost of the hunting license which is ridiculous um, they're saying oh running out of revenue we haven't had a price increase since 96 and blah 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 hey you know how you can bring in more revenue start having more hunter safety classes 
so people can go out and buy a hunting license. Right now, it's like unobtainium to get a hunter safety class in this state. And, you know, the more hunting licenses you sell, the more revenue you bring in. But nah, we're going to make it harder for people to get their hunting license and just charge double. So uh, don't get me off on that tangent. Toby, what's your favorite AR lower? I love the uh, Spikes Tactical Gen 2 billet. It's one of my favorites. Um, I have one. Actually, I have a couple of them. And uh, they're great. I also love the Seekins Precision lowers. They're, they're really nice billet lowers. Um, so those are a couple of my favorites. Um, I like the uh, CRTs. And uh, LaRue makes a phenomenal lower. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of all those. So those are, those are all good. Um, do I think the Smith and Wesson shield plus could become mass compliant? Yes. I think there's a very good chance of that happening, John. Uh, so let's hold our breath and cross our fingers. Um, let's see. Uh, no, the notice does not change the law with respect to ownership of assault weapons by law enforcement officers, right? Go to the frequently asked uh, questions. Here it is. Uh, Brendan posted it into the chat. Your existing right to buy and possess assault weapons remains protected under Massachusetts laws. I love how they say that, right? So your your rights remain protected under Massachusetts laws. Everyone else, nope, your rights are gone. And they're gone. So there you have it. Um, all right. Uh, Scott Romer, R-O-M-E-R. Someone was saying, say the last name again. So there it is. Uh, Scott Romer. Uh, <laughs> All-Star has a good, uh, has a good um, option. Send the, send the mob to Afghanistan to help. Uh, yeah, just send, uh, you know, the, the, send the whole, what do they call the, the, the squad? There you go. Send the squad. I would do that. Uh, so you need to, do you need to serialize a polymer 80 in Massachusetts? Uh, I don't believe so, Mike. Um, although might want to check with a, an attorney on that, but I don't believe so. You just, when you register it, you'll say NSN, no serial number, NSN. And uh, that's only if you intend to transfer it, right? Uh, so if you make a polymer 80 for your own use, you definitely don't need to, but if you're going to sell it, you do. So uh, anyway, um, you have a pre-banned Glock 17. What would I say the value is? I would say it's worth about 600 bucks um, retail. Uh, depending on condition, of course. And if it has any pre-banned mags, that always helps. Tell people to take the Bourne Bridge if they're going to come down to Cape Gunworks. That's a good point, Roxanna. Roxy is putting out the pro tip. So if you're coming down this weekend or this week and you want to uh, come to Cape Gunworks, take the Bourne Bridge. It's a little detour out of the way, but you won't be suffering the one lane of traffic on the Sagamore Bridge. And are you expecting any Robinson Arms in 308 anytime soon? Yes, I'm. I'm trying to wrestle some out of there, out of them. I have lots on order, so hopefully we'll see those soon. Um, do you need a hunter safety course if you already took an LTC? Yes, Bob. Unfortunately, uh, that used to not be a thing. If you had an LTC, you were kind of grandfathered in, but that has all changed. Um, what is the importance of getting insurance, Matt wants to know. And I think that insurance is, I'm not a big insurance guy myself. Like if I could drive my car without insurance, I probably would.
But when it comes to gun ownership um, and carrying a gun out in the real world or having one in the house for a home defense, I believe that it's cheap money. I like cheap insurance, you know, and this is very reasonably priced insurance, um, but it's any weapon of convenience in any self-defense situation. You'll have your legal bills paid for, and if you ever were to find yourself in a situation where you needed to defend yourself with any weapon, whether it be a gun or a car or a stick or a flaming cat or a ninja sword, whatever it is, uh, then you'll have uh, legal defense. We offer um, USCCA, and we also offer U.S. Law Shield, and both of them are very good. They're a little bit different from each other, but there's kind of a budget for everybody, and they're great. Uh, short money, peace of mind, and if you have a lot to lose, it's even more important. If you don't have a lot to lose, it's still very important because it can put you in the proverbial poorhouse or at least have a public defender as your lawyer, which you don't want. You want the best in the business, and uh, Jason Guida who's an attorney we've had on the show before, and uh, he is uh, a great attorney. He works, I believe, for both U.S. Law Shield and USCCA, and they're great. So um, that that's how I feel about that. So get it. Get the insurance. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, sandwich is sort of a shortcut, um, but yesterday I went to my son's hockey game at Bourne at, at Gallo Ice Arena, and it took me an hour and a half from Hyannis to get to Gallo, and I wasn't even going off Cape, so that wasn't cool, But so and I went via sandwich, so that didn't really help me. Any VP9s or HK45, we do get them, we've been getting them both kind of regularly, so it's hit or miss, Chris, you want to call if you're going to be driving from far. Um, so I would definitely give us a jingle and, uh, can a constable buy LEO weapons at your store as long as they have powers of arrest? I don't know which ones do and which ones don't. So if you have powers of arrest, you are considered law enforcement and therefore can purchase a, uh, a gun that isn't, you know, that only LE can buy. Are Mossberg shockwaves Massachusetts compliant in the 18 and a half inch barrel they are? Aaron. So we do sell a lot of those in the 18-inch barrel, but not in the under 18-inch barrel category. So um, yeah, I know Randy's kind of answering that question, but I disagree with him. Maybe it's legal to own them, uh, but you can't really buy them through a gun store. So there you have it. Uh, <laughs> my insurance agent is watching and heard what I said about insurance. Uh, so, <laughs> but that's obvious to them. They know that. And so uh, I want, you know, they say the golden age was when like the Vanderbilts and all the, you know, old, uh, you know, all the F Henry Fords and all the, you know, the people who earned wealth tax free, right? The golden age was when they earned wealth tax free. I just want to earn wealth insurance free. I would be very happy with that. I probably pay more in insurance than taxes, but whatever. I guess we're stuck with it. So, guys, that's another show in the books. It's unbelievable. Um, it is the fastest hour on radio. And uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in and being a part of the discussion. And let's come back next week and we'll do it all over again. And we'll talk about hopefully some good stuff, right? Let's talk about good stuff, good vibes, positive thinking stuff. All right. 
God bless everybody, and uh, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. See you next time.